Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane, coming to you live from the last weekend of the Edinburgh Fringe. Just been waiting for the bagpipes to stop so I can get this recording done as I'm standing in the street as I do it. Uh, welcome to a bonus episode with Jordan Gray, finalist of this year's best show at the... Insane in the Membrane. I tell you what, I cannot tell you how proud I am of Jordan Gray. Honestly, she has absolutely dominated this festival. It's been insane. The amount of, uh, of tickets that have been sold, the amount of uh, just everything, the amount of everything that she's got. She's just won all the prizes. She won, she's won the, the big prize for Next Up Comedy. She even won the poster awards that I, uh, that I presented. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. Honestly, she has absolutely smashed it up. They put on extra show after extra show. Like, there's like two this weekend, 450 tickets each, and it's selling out. She sold out the entire run, extra shows, the lot. There's already uh, two weeks at Soho Theatre. There's all manner of other things that she's got going on, projects coming up, and it's, it's, in, it's incredible. Good honour, absolutely good honour. Um, so it was great to get a chat, have a chance to have a chat with her back in 2020. I mean, I've known her a couple of years now, so she's a mate, so it's great. And so it's great to see a mate absolutely smashing it up. Uh, so coming up in a minute is Jordan Gray. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk Oh, there we are. That's it. All right. I was waiting for it to turn on, but I hadn't turned it up. Yeah, there we go. How does that you sound? In a, I'm in a, in a little hermetically sealed box. I am. I'm in a like boom. action figure. <laughs> I am. This is what it feels like to be that, be an action man. Yeah, you're in mint condition right now. Don't <laughs> open the door. Your value will drop. <laughs> if only someone had said that when I was born. <laughs> don't, don't let him out. You're gonna. He's gonna be fucked. <laughs> And now here I am. Um, good. Nice one, Jordan. Are you well? Are you all right? I'm very well, thanks. You can hear me okay, yeah? I can hear you lovely. Yeah, lovely. You... I'm nice. I've got a little cup of tea. I'm well happy. I have as well. We've got fruit tea this time. Paul hasn't got any milk. I have never <laughs> known, and considering the jobs I've had and the, the places I've been, I've never known a more blokey environment than downstairs. Not No disrespect. To, I'm not saying that women, it's just women that buy milk, but these are <laughs> fucking... These leave these men on their own. They just, That's it. It just all falls apart. Well, milk's a very it's a very maternal thing, ain't it? It's a very <laughs> feminine product. Really, it is. It's the females of any species are more have more of an affinity with one another. That's very true. If anything, it's like you're interfering you with right. a cow. Um, yeah, it, it's fucking men. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but mind you, though, like I said, it is fruit tea, though. We're drinking raspberry. Tea. Like a sort of Turkish thing, or like in the tea bag. Like in the tea bag. Did you ever have you ever had Turkish tea? It's just like yeah. sherbet in a packet. You put hot water in. <laughs> it's lovely though. I like it a lot. It's, uh, when I was little, I used to just think of it as sherbet, and my mum would bring it back, all expensive from Turkey. I just eat it by the spoonful. <laughs> Stick a bit of licorice in it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Nice. Oh, what was that? What were they called? Dippers. Sherbet dip dab. Dip, yeah, dip, sherbet dip dabs. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Um, so where where did you grow up? I grew up in, uh, it, well, I was born in Orsett, oh, I, know, um, I don't, yeah. don't remember that, and then it was like carted around Stamfordly Hope, uh, I lived in a pub called the Orsett Cock Pub yeah. for about five years, it's an Indian restaurant now, but it was like on the middle of a roundabout, so I, I was like in no man's land, it was just I lived in the pub in the middle of all these different towns, uh, and then Tilbury, and then sort of my, my teenage years in Tilbury town. Yeah, right, um, I've spoken about Tilbury before. Having visited the place, because we only lived, we moved to Essex two and a half years ago, mm. so I didn't really know much about the place. I knew South End and I knew various bits. I knew Basildon, and, and, but I'd never really had a look round. And then getting the train, because there's two trains in there from from Fenchurch Street. There's the one that goes Basildon, and then yeah. uh, and then there's the Loop. <laughs> You've got to decide. Yeah, yeah, which part of Essex you want to go to, yeah. And you got to decide... Well, I suppose that's how trains work. We got, <laughs> yeah, well, that, that is exactly how trains work. You've got to decide where you're going before you get on one. Um, mutually exclusive. That's, <laughs> that is weird, that Basildon and Tilbury, never the twain shall meet. No, and with good reason. <laughs> That'd be a war. No disrespect to the people of Tilbury, but fucking hell. Mm. <laughs> it's not their was, fault. Yeah. It's, just been, it's just been forgotten, hasn't it? It's an um, amazing thing I read about psycho... No, psychogeography. Because it's like sandwiched between a tip and the water. Mm. Or like the, the railway line and the tip, and that's where the town is. I mean, you've got no hope, have you, if that's your... You just feel like you're cut off. Yeah. Yeah. In a big bin. Well, yeah, because it, it was the docks originally, wasn't it? So I suppose everybody that lived there was connected to the docks. 
Mm. Weird that it's a commuter town, so it's like it's, it feels very hopeless when you're there. But then you have got that big shining beacon of London nearby. So that so they charge for that. They charge that you're nearby to London. That's what they do charge you for, don't they? Cheeky mm. fuckers. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's easy to blame the people of these places rather than the, the people that should be investing in these places, investing in the people. Well, as we've seen, as we've seen with the skid, the kids, skids, the kids' uh, school meals. Well, yeah, you scary know, they though. Don't to, give a shit, do they? <laughs> scarier to talk truth to power. It's easier to be mad at the person living next door, isn't it? And yeah. I should remain doing so. <laughs> I'm going to continue doing that. <laughs> so you yeah. grew up in you grew up in Tilbury. I did. And, hard. and how was hard that? Work. Yeah, you must be hard. I'm, I'm not right now. I am. I'm talking to you. <laughs> no, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult growing up because I weren't. Uh, I was a little. I had such an afro, and I've had an afro until recently. Because when you thing is, when you grow an afro out longer, there's only a certain point where gravity takes over and it starts to look normal. Well, at a certain length, it is just a, a, a an impenetrable afro, and you just can't have one of them anywhere out and about on the streets. It's not it, you, you're a beacon for torment and ridicule. No, yeah. it's really hard, and I couldn't do anything about it. Well, I because I can sort of relate to that. I was talking about this the other day. I grew up in Orpington, which is a small town. Just out, it's just on like the southeast London Kent border, and because it was a small town, like you couldn't, they didn't really, they didn't really respond well to different. Mm. And I remember uh, when Bros were were happening, and I yeah, was, man. I was into Bros, and my girlfriend at the time was into Bros. <laughs> Do you have the little b- b- bottle tops I and had, shoes. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I did. The Grosh bottle tops. I did. No, I had a pair of. They weren't even. I couldn't afford proper DMs with the metal bits on them. I had mm. like I had like these like these like fake ones. Nice. So I had them and a Stars and Stripes shirt and and uh, Levi's and uh, had my nice. and yeah and trying to get my hair into a quiff. But I didn't know you could go to the hairdressers and ask for that. I didn't know what it was. Um, but yeah, even that, I, even dressing like that, I used to get ridiculed. So I used to not. I used to go out like go to London dressed like that. I wouldn't go out around the town. It's so bizarre. It's like like um, white blood cells attacking a foreign body, isn't it? In the blood, yeah. just this mentality of this doesn't matter if it's good or bad. If it's different, it doesn't fall in line. Mathematically, it won't tessellate. You know, it's like a load That's of squares. Yeah. You can stack them, but a triangle is going to f everything up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And for some reason, which is I've just been talking about this with Rob Rouse actually. It's fear, isn't it? Really, yeah. they're just Gosh, scared. They're, they're, it's not because they necessarily dislike what you're doing, but it scares them. Yeah, and parents are quick to say, very sweetly but misguidedly, it's like, oh, they're just jealous. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> None of them want this. <laughs> so you grow up with a massive inflated sense of self because I've got an amazing afro. They do want an afro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, was, no, one wanted, no one else wanted to dress like Bross but didn't have exactly. the balls. Exactly. Oh. I, I think about Bros all the time. That when will I be famous is in just in my. I think it's where it's playing in the background of my mind all the time. <laughs> is that because you want to be famous? Oh yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> if you think it, it'll happen. Yeah, that's, I learned that from Bros. <laughs> connection. You think you're a superstar? Yeah. Well, that's There's only how, one of me. Yeah, that's how I approach gigs. Uh, I always walk on like in my head. I'm, I'm Liam Gallagher. Yeah. You do, yeah, yeah. you're un... Also, I keep going to say unavoidably confident. It's unquestionably. You're just unquestionably confident. But you don't you don't see you and think, oh, he's right up himself. 
but it's all right because he's talented. You just think he's nice. Oh, bless you. He's Thank confident you. enough to know yeah. what he's doing. I think that just comes with time. You just go, I've been doing it long enough. I know I can do it. And I know like, I've had more good gigs than I've had bad now. Like, the bad gigs get further and further away. You, yes. ne- you never you never turn your back on them because you're like, any moment one of them's going to turn up. But, yeah. you know, a bad day at the office. But you get to a point, like any job, you've been doing it long enough, you get good at it, and then you get confident that you can do it. And I think that's it. I think just being able to walk up and go, yeah, oh, I can do this. I've got it. Well, comedy's like, yeah. like I, I, my first few gigs were all fantastic. And that's not necessarily a great thing because then you're like, at any given moment, anything around the corner is going to tear your whole psyche apart. Yeah. If, I get, <laughs> if, if it's a lukewarm reception, which I then quickly started to receive. Uh, thankfully, it weren't a trend, it's, but it's just... I was going to say, because you're brilliant. That's, that's, I've seen you smash it, so... Thanks very much. Difference between you and me, though, of course, is I signal that very much to the audience <laughs> that I, I'm very aware of that. Um, I don't think you could say humility is a part of my act. I know in real life that is, I'm very lucky and very fortunate and loving it, but I can't escape as a, as a character. I'm always pointing out how well I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like you say, it's part of you. That's, your, that's part of what you do. And, yeah. it, and the way you do it is funny. That's the that's the thing. It is Bless funny. You. Um, it's fun, isn't it? It's it is cool. That's the and that's what is started to that was before all the shit happened. That was what was starting to be missing from comedy. It's actually fun. Will you be topping your show, or have you already with that thing that you put out on social media? That what post thing? that you made. That's beautiful. The post you made about how being a comedian, it's all about us sharing like that connection of otherness together. Oh yeah. And being separated, we start to forget about that, and then that place disappears. You can't just retrain because it's like it's our mental health is all tied to each other in a way I like yeah. our happiness that's beautiful oh I thank you my friends were sharing it oh so that's it, nice it's it, having its moment on, oh, on that's social nice. media it was just that it was that I suddenly was talking to people in green rooms and, and I was talking to Rosie Jones and people like that and and everybody said the same thing they were like oh I've really I've really enjoyed this not just the gig but actually meeting up with everybody because you don't really see each other until you really you, know, well, like, you and I are mates but we don't hang out you know we I'm not saying we wouldn't, but we just don't. We just don't have time or whatever we're doing. But when we're at gigs, it's, we enjoy each other's company. And it's, it's and you come so away true. going, oh, I enjoyed that. Oh, it's really good to see Jordan. You know, it's really lovely to see. And and you're, and that's the same with everybody. We, you know, we're just lovely to see everybody. And, 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 and we, we started to miss that because we, we don't fit in. Or I, I certainly don't ever feel like I've ever fitted in to what people would call normal life. Even though yeah. I tried and... And people see me and go, oh yeah, he's just a he's a bloke, and he obviously he does whatever. And but inside, it's just this turmoil. But I didn't have that in comedy, in this industry, in the entertainment. I suddenly was around other people that I suddenly went, oh yeah, I feel I feel at one with these people. Well, we've all turned our little curses into superpowers, so it's sort of like a assembling of the Avengers, isn't it? Just you feel better, you stand out for good reasons, the reasons that you've stood out for that have been bad your whole life they, they're suddenly like these great strengths that connect you yeah. it's such a great uh, analogy somebody used well just basically to say any anywhere in the world any party that you go to where you're the only person there if you hear there's another comedian you'll gravitate to them and you're 90% sure that you'll be able to chat to them for the night yeah yeah, just true. It doesn't matter. Any style, you're like, no, another comedian. They understand my, my pain. <laughs> you just walk... You don't even have to tell them. You just go out and go, oh, yeah. you're a comedian. They go, yeah, yeah, And then that's all that needs to be said. Yes. <laughs> I oh, suppose it's the same with musicians or, or anybody, really. Anyone, 
anyone anyone who works anywhere i suppose is a, you know there it's there's comfort in that connection isn't there do you reckon do you reckon that's i like, think so I hope maybe so. in the arts certainly in the arts yeah creative thing but i, I did music for 10 years and I, it was beautiful loved it i always have to preface it by saying it was wonderful but i just prefer being a comedian mm. but i felt very lonely it's a very solitary thing even though you're surrounded by you know technicians and potentially other band members and stuff it's still very lonely but comedy nah comedy is yeah. a, a world it's its own little theme park it's nice isn't it and it, but i yeah. get i totally get that loneliness bit as well because we're on the road a lot on your own as well quite a lot of the time and i remember i remember i supported tom stayed Okay. And we'd had a really good, really good time, and he's a mate anyway. So we had a nice time, and then like wow, we were buzzing, and uh, the gig went really well. And then, and then I had to go. I was going somewhere else the next day. So I, and then I remember like about an hour and a half later, I'm sat on my hotel bed, and I'm on my own, and it okay. was it was in like a travel lodge or something like that. So it wasn't very glamorous, and I'm just sat there like, oh fuck. So I'd gone from that <laughs> buzz and around everybody and everyone going, oh that was brilliant, that was brilliant, that was brilliant, and then I'm on my own. And it yeah. was, I was like, "Fuck!" And you, and you sort of the next day when you're doing something really remedial or hard work, and you're like, "How can my life consist of these two different modes?" Yeah, like a huge audience of raucous applause, like you're sort of the new, you're like a religious yeah. figure, and then you're like, "I'm what?" But I'm washing my own mugs like an <laughs> idiot. Just, it doesn't feel like it gels. I've done like a bit of reality TV, and it's like Disneyland. It's like lights and crazy. You're in a big video game, and there's thousands of people, and then the next day, like. Would I prefer it was always normal or yeah. always Disneyland? I don't well, know. Well, that's it. How was it on the? Because you did the voice. You got you got into the final, didn't you? Semi final. Semi final. Which is sort of the real thing if you round it up. <laughs> well, the thing, thing is, yeah, it's still yeah. you still did well. You still, you know. I was very pleased. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was right. Good, good run. Um, and it, no bad stories. You hear horror stories about reality TV. I had a great time. It was really nice. Hard work though, but it's yeah. a, such a bubble, and your whole life just becomes about getting to the next step and nothing else. Mm. Uh, and yeah, coming crashing out of that. And then the next, cause also TV people, right? You know, it's like TV people, they, they the ones that are communicating with you about where you've got to be and what you've got to do, or, or do you want to come in and go for this? They're nice. They're so nice, like affable, lovely people because they, they make you feel good and they, yeah. they get a better performance. All that stops when you're not part of it anymore. So I call oh, up and shit. be like, oh, I think I left a shoe. And they're like, oh, we'll get back to you in a month. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, you were my mate before. Yeah. You're really nice. It, that was weird to not be carried around like a god. For, I have you know. experienced that lately, recently with something. I won't say what. Mm. And they, like you say, they are lovely people, but I kind of get a fit. I'm like, mm, yeah, you're, you're, I'm no disrespect to them if they listen to this, but I'm like, you're doing a job. Yeah, and I know they're good you, at it. Yeah, and they're good yeah. at it, and I know what you're doing. I'm aware, and it, and I'm like, I can see, the, and then so I can totally see what you mean when you're in that bubble. Everyone's, everyone's your mate. Everyone's telling you this, that, and the other, and then you're not in it anymore, and yeah. all that's gone. Yeah. And now you say, then you're just you're sat there washing your mugs. And you're like, hang on a minute, where did all the people go? They were, and that must be the same for everybody. And they, you know, like wherever, however far up the ladder they get, you know, like you can. This is why a lot of people that get that taste of fame then become you know drug dependent or alcoholics or yeah because they or, can't or cope hopefully you can cross addict onto like i'm a workaholic now unashamedly because i'm a, i'm good at it that's yeah. the thing you can be a bad workaholic because you're just busy you're not actually productive you're just doing lots but not yeah. getting anywhere I'm, I'm enjoying my workaholism it's getting me but yeah just that taste 
it changes your life it's like learning there's no gods like <laughs> once you once you know what fame is like and it is it's oddly empty and full at the same time because you can translate it into like, amazing experiences but it's not like anything actually changed yeah uh, and chasing that oh just imagined your whole life everything being just comfortable not exciting just knowing that there'll always be someone to tell you that you're quite good at what you're doing mm. in that moment that's that's warming that makes me feel good it's lovely isn't it <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Uh, and just telling you that your choice of outfit or your hair looks like well done for that, doing that, what you did, what you put on today. What you, oh, you zipped your, you, you done your shoes up well. <laughs> like, I know. You don't yeah. have to keep telling me. Yeah, go on, tell me again. But that, but that, um, but I've seen this with Jade is that I suppose that again, the further up you go and then people start to make money from what you're doing, as well as you're making money as well. But people are making money from you, so then they're they're more encouraged to push you on and 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 tell you how great you are, and and then you know you see it all the time. You see, then and then these people end up surrounded by everybody saying how great they are, how great they are, how great they are, and then they kind of lose touch, yeah, with reality. And then, but you got right, say like Liam Gallagher at Oasis. I, I when I was little, I used to think I'm not allowed to behave like that. They're being so arrogant and naughty and saying naughty things. And then as I got older, they're like, no, they they believe that. Yeah. And but so unwaveringly that I believe it as well. <laughs> so I'm like, good luck to him. I think Noel Gallagher is one of the funniest like guys, but he will just constantly say, yeah, he's a he's a rock star. He's like, I'm a, exactly. I'm a, I am the rock star. Last time I saw Jade, she did say that we should go and have a bath together, and that's yet to come to fruition. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the at the spa that's down near down near you. They don't have to be a spa. Could just be a bath. Just go and have like, a bath. To spa. But it was a really out. It was a really left field suggestion that I'm sort of keen on exploring. Think, yeah, because she really loves going to the spa, and there is a spa not far from you, and that's and that's where they went with her and her right. mate. And I think that yeah, I think yeah that that would definitely be on the cards. She'd love to go and have a go and have a bath. A little business bath. Kind of a business like bath with you. Have a little sushi in a business. On a little floaty <laughs> floating thing like what you carry your beers in, but a little sushi in a business bath. <laughs> Isn't it mad? Some of the things that we talk about in this, <laughs> in our industry, just white people problems, man. Yeah, so uh, I know. I'm I was so talking about privilege, yeah. I know, and that, and that. Someone I was talking about that the other day, and I'm like, well, yeah, you can have this. You, these are the conversations that you can have. That's what privilege means. Yeah, the, this whole thing of uh, the Danish, I think the Danish call it haig, but it's this idea of turning comfort into an art form. You know, you see Instagram pictures of people holding a coffee in fluffy socks this time of year with the leaves all arranged, and it's like, this is what cosiness looks oh, like. Oh, yeah. Imagine the privilege in your life of being able to turn being comfortable into like a sport. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Some people will never have that. No, some people haven't even got, well, they haven't even got mugs. You know, haven't some even got Instagram. No. Some, well, this is it, isn't it? This is some people haven't. You know, sort of again, sort of Rob Rouse on on his mm. episode, and we were just saying, like, they're still, you know, we're all, everyone's talking about, you know, this this issue and that issue, but there's still people outside that aren't inside. Yeah, that's are, as clear as you could put it. As yeah, well, that's, and that you're like, it. you know, everybody should be inside, and they're not, mm. and yet we're all arguing about some bollocks. That's really sad when you say that because it that like in a. It's, it's sad anyway, obviously, it's a sad thing. Don't, don't, don't misconstrue my laughter. It's cause no, that's no, cause no. Of, that's because of discomfort. But it's like, <laughs> the, um, no, it's because you say it, you boil it down to its key component, and then it's unarguable. There's no like other level. We're like, yeah, but, but, like, no, there's just people outside that should be inside. Yeah. That's, a, that's what a child would say, and you'd go, oh, yeah, 
is exactly how it should That's be. That's really sad. Mm. It's mad, isn't it? And it's like, I was hearing that story on the news about that family that got killed crossing the channel. Oh, gosh, they yeah. just They just went, fuck it, we have to go. Mm. And the weather was terrible. And you're like, and they're only in their mid-30s, these, these, these parents, and their kids are only... And, and you're like, and then there are still people online going, well, you know, there are proper ways to get into this country. Blah, blah, blah. They haven't got those, they haven't got those luxuries. They're, yeah. they're just so desperate for a better life for them and their children that they, they fucking, they came across the channel in shitty weather on a, on a, in a shitty boat. They did the most almost like prehistorically instinctive thing. Yeah to do and of being criticised for it because yeah we're never going to reach that level of impoverishment no imagine that there's an advert now actually on the radio I've been hearing that and it's a it's a mum packing stuff and the kids going mum why are we going on holiday with all your jewellery why are we why are you putting the jewellery in the lining of your, of your bag and why why is that you know? and the mum's crying and you're like yeah. yeah that's how it would be it, you know it's like a middle class mum oh, I get I get it yeah yeah that's yeah and it's yeah, it's like how would you cope if this is how you had to, uh, if if you had to do this? Mm. And it really you're like yeah, you would. What would you fucking do? You got to look at your house because I, I was reading a I was reading a thing. A. a. Gill, he was a journalist and a, a, a writer and stuff, and he was talking about um, not Syria but something like that. And he was just saying like these people start off their journey with everything they can carry, all their belongings, their bags, and everything. And as they go along, they just have to shed stuff and then pick the best stuff till they end up with just like a bag with their, like a, with, their, with their most crucial, important belongings in it. It's like a, a tragically existential buckaroo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking tragic, man. That's horrible. And, isn't it, isn't it? And but it's, it's like just, we you know, can't translate our comfort into help for that there's money give money of course you can volunteer time but like our circumstantial level of like our, our circumstances that the, the real existential thing that hurts and like confuses us is like we can't trade it you can't cash it in and no. share some with those people so no we are just we are we just have that we were born at this place and at this time and you should you can't be ashamed for that because that is circumstantial but you can certainly like you, that doesn't know but that doesn't change the how bad you feel yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. So it's like, who's to blame? No one, because of circumstance. Well, and lots of people at the top that are like making it that way. But, but even still, yeah, just us, us being born in this place and time is is not a thing to be ashamed of. But that doesn't take away the fact that you do feel bad because mm. that's a human instinct. What a weird kerfuffle to be in. What a weird yeah, to be in. Mad, isn't it? That yeah, you yeah, we didn't we we it's just pure like I say pure chance that we are where we are and they are where they are, and yet. Yeah, I don't know. All we can yeah. do is do our do our best. Yeah, be good people. Be good people. Yeah. Be as good as be as good at, at being yourself as you can. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah. Oh, and well. if you're bros, then <laughs> you, you've sort of like divided labour between two people as well. <laughs> so like, they're, they're both really they're, good at being the same person. Yeah, they're <laughs> twins, aren't they? They are twins. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you could play the drums and sing, but they don't have to because they're two people. They're the same person, but they're split in two. Yeah. That's Mate. A lesson for all of us. Well, do you know what? That leads us. I this I want to because I want to talk to you about. I want to talk a bit about because this is. I don't even know where to start. You this know. is great. No, I love this bit. This, this is the bit. Yeah. This is the bit where Rich Wilson starts to panic. 
um, because he doesn't know how to be, uh, he doesn't know how to start the conversation. And this is the problem, isn't it? We don't know how to start the conversation. Um, that is so true. People seeing you, I swear, people seeing you do it in real time is far more useful mm. than labouring on your own and trying to figure stuff out and have a very sterile conversation. People yeah. need to see somebody chatting to yeah. someone and, and pitfalls and climbing out of them and helping each other. Ah, oh, Exactly. Like and that's how it, this is the thing. We I, Again, Rob Rouse and I spoke about this on his episode and we were saying that he had a conversation. You love Rob Rouse. <laughs> you love that, man. You just spoke, stop going on about him. Well, literally, I've just spoken to him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just before this. Um, that and that's it, we coming out at the same time as this, actually. We, uh-huh. But he said, he said him and his, they had dinner a few, a few months ago. And him and his mates, they all they all get into a conversation about trans rights and transgender, and and they didn't, and they then they were having a conversation about it, and he said, yeah. yeah, this is a conversation that you couldn't have, you couldn't have it online, you can't ask questions, you have to kind of come at it knowing everything, you have to know all the pronouns, now every how everyone wants to be identified, and you be, and you can't make any mistakes, and yeah, it, a million caveats before you start, yeah, and you like, yeah, go, oh no disrespect, and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and you go, but you know, I just, you know, that's. It's a, it's, a, it's a conversation that has to be had, but no one knows how to have it. And, and just before you say it, then very quickly then, it's the same thing as what I was just saying about we are circumstantially we're better off and that's no one's fault and yet we feel bad. When you get misgendered as a transgender person, it's no one's fault, unless it's deliberate, which is a different conversation. Yeah. It never usually is. And yet it's heartbreaking, but it's no one's fault. So if you've not got quite a sophisticated um, understanding of social like interaction, you just take that hurt as like, oh, that person's trying to hurt me. Well, yeah. But, but the heartache doesn't go away. So you've sort of got to live your life with, like, if someone misgenders you, you, you have to make them feel better and say, oh, it's all right, no, don't worry about it. But my heart is still breaking on the inside because, oh, they think I'm a man. So it's, it's in no one's to blame. How effing effed up is that, that it is all fucked up isn't it and i think extra heartbreak that's coming yeah. from nowhere and we were we were talking about the fact that we've you know we're a bit older i mean i'm you know i'm 48 so growing up we were we were taught like that is a man that is a woman mm. and then anybody sort of and then there was there was conversations about people and it was always like oh they're not comfortable in that in the body they're in but it was all but even that was still very they're in a man's body but they feel like a woman or they're in a woman's body they feel like a man then yeah. that was it there was no kind of it was, there was no mention of fluid there was no mention of <laughs> that would be a different conversation <laughs> that's very personal oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flu- like fluidity fluidity like, sorry oh, not okay. fluid yeah. I meant yeah fluidity yeah, 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 fluid. That's is a, a surefire way to know if someone's a man or a woman is what fluids fluid. they produce. But even then, it's, even yeah. then, but that's so that and so you're now. So now we're in where we are now, and we there's still that old, the old knowledge in our in our heads. And so we're you know when we meet someone like when we meet someone who's trans, and you know you're like your brain goes, well, I've been told that, that you know to to look at that person, they are a man. Yeah. And, and, that, and these are the thought processes that are going through and then, you're, and then you start going oh shit I don't want to offend anyone oh shit oh shit I don't know what to do and you end up standing there looking like a proper lemon well and if you've not got again like a sophisticated understanding of, of social not of the situation but just literally if you're not emotionally um, well developed you take that discomfort as well as you, you've got to get out the brain doesn't like discomfort obviously the cognitive mm. dissonance so you have to you, you start to internalise the anger and put it out on other people again it's no one's fault 
you feel bad about something that, for example, I'm not offended by, but you might feel like upset with yourself if you if you misgendered me. Yeah. Neither of us is taking the offence, but it internalises in both of us in different ways. Yeah. So we have to keep talking for yeah. that to never happen. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. How many guards do people want to put up? Like yeah. For, for you lot you non-transgender people to have to jump through I've got no obstacles for you I, I love it I love talking with you yeah that's same that's it it's just I you know it's just people we are people and I like and I like people and all this other like even again you know the conversation I've just had and he said you know one of his mates went you know what we shouldn't he really we shouldn't even have to have these conversations you know everybody should just be accepted for whoever they are you know, it's one of them, you know, but but everybody's shouting about it. and. Well, yeah, if it, was the, if it was a reload, if it was like The Sims and we start again, sure, because we now know. Yeah. But, we, but because we have the history, it's like, you know, it's, it's not the same thing. But people obviously like to use the race and gender um, sort of spheres and, and treat them like analogously, like, say, you know, slavery and reparations. And that, that happened. So to to now say yeah, but we should all be equal. Yeah, from now that'd yeah. be great. But those things did happen, and they deserve to be like respected that as a part of someone's culture. Uh, gender, what's it called? Like whitewashing history, or saying, well, I don't see gender. Like I've paid for some really expensive boobs. <laughs> like, tell me you don't see gender now. That's bloody yeah. hard. <laughs> when did you know that? I mean? When did you realise? Did you did you always sort of know when you were growing up? Did you always have a feeling? This is the thing. What? Because someone, I was talking about this before, and they said, I was like, but how would you, how, what does it mean to feel like, you know, like you feel like a woman? That's such an interesting thing. Like, I've not got, I don't put a lot of stock in what Caitlyn Jenner says. As a, as a, I'm not a big fan of, uh, obviously, her politics or whatever, but I just watched her an episode of something. Uh, it's a great show. Oh, it's The Cabin with Bert Kreischer. Oh, Netflix no, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. And she says to, can't remember, some comedian, uh, she says, and this comedian's female, and she said, can I ask you a question that you've never been asked before? When did you know you were a girl? And it's obviously, a, like, she's, and she's asking a female comedian that, which is a great question, because obviously if you've never questioned it, yeah, you've never had to, uh, like, make an assessment about what you think that is. You just take for granted what that is. Mm. When you're transgender, you get to go through this amazing thing where... Um, you, you. It's confusing at first, but then you retroactively start to build in your mind what a woman is, because you're like, well, I'm one. So that's the first example of what a woman is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's great when you see transgender people, especially early on, you're seeing an outward projection of what they believe a woman to be superficially. How interesting is that? So you get people that perhaps transition in their 50s and 60s and they're wearing like little hello kitty t-shirts yeah. and skirts that are not of their age in all the like respect in the world wear what you like but there is a there's a sort of an established thing in there like yeah. what little girls wear um and you have to go through that really rocky patch of almost an internalized misogyny of like that you think that women are just these little girls that oh, are like yeah. all ditzy and silly and loads of lipstick and like big earrings or whatever and then you have to like start churning that away but that mental process happens in most of our minds. But in transgender people, it's happening on the outside. So we're seeing what one person is stuck, like is deconstructing what a woman is on in what they wear and what they, you know, what they look like. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I had um, Danny St James on, and we were yeah, talking about she's that. Great. Yeah, she's brilliant. And we were talking about, um, yeah, about the same sort of thing. Like, like she was talking about what it took for her to get where she is, like the version of a woman that she that she feels she is. 
And then someone made a me- took a put a message up online, or they que- they quote they quote they put a message online just saying about a thing that Danny had said. And she was, and it was a woman, and she was going, "Well, that's not what, what, what we all got fake boobs and this and that, and that. oh, that's a that's a woman, is it? That's a woman." You're like, "Well, that's Jan, that's Danny's that's Danny's version. That's how she feels." You yeah, know? she, she that, yeah. openly says, doesn't she? Yeah. Pamela Anderson, in her mind, is like this a thing to aspire to, and Pam Anderson's great, and that is a version of a woman. But like, when you are, well, when you are Pam Anderson as well, to be fair, like you are held up as the as a beacon of femininity, all that fame and like the superficial aspect of it. When you're transgender, you're, and you're in the media, you're like, you have to represent all transgender people and all of the gender you decided to become. Like that responsibility, you're like, well, go on then. What do you think we look like? Whatever outfit you decide to put on now, that's what you think all of us are. Yeah, it's a minefield. Yeah, yeah. And And like you said, there's that, some people, I mean, Danny said this as well. There are some people, and I've seen it as well. Some trans, some trans women, that they go full on, like it's like almost like I don't know, like sex worker esque, hyper feminine. Like, yeah, yeah, really extreme. And you're like, uh, women I know don't dress like that. You know, no, it's unachievable. It's, I think it's really sexy. I like, but that is that's where it divides. I think if I feel in a sexy mood, yeah, but that's not who I am day to day. As any other woman has the privilege of doing, if she yeah. wants to, it's like, yeah, what picture comes out on your Instagram doesn't define who you are. It's just no. how you felt at that moment. I mean, that f's everything up. Social media f's everything up. Dad yeah. is really, really nice, and like, I, yeah, she's. I think my life would have, I could, I might have ended up turning out more like her, like if I didn't have, say, uh, music or comedy or something, because I've got, I love her so much. She's an amazing advocate, and she's like, but she has achieved this hyper femininity mm. that I've, I've just internalised in, in my mind. That I will never achieve, so I'm bothered, because <laughs> like, she, she's so gorgeous and has such an amazing brain, and like. I don't know, I've sort of resigned to myself to being a bit of a clown, like a sort of genderless clown. And if I didn't have music or comedy to focus on, I might have turned all that energy to trying to change my physicality. Do you mm. know what I mean? This is starting to sound like an insult and it's the exact opposite. I'm trying to give a player a compliment. No, no, sounds, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like I'm saying, you just look at yourself in the mirror all day long because that's all you've got to do with yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, I fancy her a lot, but she's got a boyfriend. Yeah. Well, that's right, you still fancy her. That's true. Yeah. Why, why did I put a caveat there? Like, I still you can still here. find people attractive, even if just they're don't. with other people. You just don't act on it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do anything about it. That's all right. But you're. <laughs> <laughs> but you're. Like you're. This is the thing because you've you've had you've so you've had breast implants and. Yeah, they're but, white. And you've got. So you joke about this on stage because you've still got your penis. <laughs> and now. Yeah, I've, but it's where my boobs are. <laughs> Yeah, that I really effed up on the form. I ticked some wrong boxes. I want these together. <laughs> yeah, um, and I want those down there. Yeah, um, and that's where a lot of men, or a lot not men, a lot of people, that's Penises. when people start get to com- get confused when you have these conversations. to go, but they're a woman. They try, they they identify as a woman, but they've got a penis. Yeah, and that's where and that's where people start to stumble. It's yeah, the, the falling back on the science, which is not a bad thing to fall back on, right? It's like science we've been taught is is usually quite uh, what's the word when something's yeah consistent, like mm. science, uh, mathematics, like formulas they work. But we're we're quite happy for a uh, a mum who's adopted a kid 
to call herself the kid's mum, but it didn't come out of her vaginal cavity. That's pure biology right there. And yet the word mum is quite, it's all right. We, we say, yeah, good on you. You are that kid's mum because it's the actions that she's taken. She's earned it. She deserves it by performing like a mother, yeah. like doing the duties of a mother. And I've fallen into the feminine sphere. Well, I haven't fallen. I've clawed my way up the ladder <laughs> to the feminine sphere. And I behave as such. You know, I think there are inherent traits in men and women. And of course, there's outliers. But Men are fantastic, like problem solvers. Not that women don't do that, but it's just genetic that men are problem solvers. They operate better as lone wolves a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and women are good at social connection. We have a very sophisticated way of keeping people together. And the old cliches about things like gossip and stuff, that's just a negative slant on something that's actually a, an amazing strength, being able to keep abreast of all the information yeah. and the emotional nuance of friendship so that things don't fall apart keeping the clan together it's prehistoric and i think that stuff is in there even though there's let's say there's loads of outliers but that's that's my job now i feel like i'm good at keeping friendship groups together i like to show up and you know keep yeah. everybody happy um and when i'm on my own like a lone wolf i don't know i feel a bit more lonely than i used to I don't know mm. if that's that's just me yeah, I understand that. I totally Are you a that. bit of a lone wolf? Would you describe um, yourself as such? I, I think I like being on my own, but I think that's because I know I've got people to go back to. Yeah. I think if, yeah, I, yeah. I, if it was constant and I didn't have a choice, I think I'd struggle with it. And I think that's the, that's, that's the difference, isn't it, between being alone and lonely. That's you know, so true. You're, yeah. You've got. I've always got someone. You know, I've got the, got my boys. I've got Jade or whoever. I've got mates. You know. Where there are some people that haven't got anybody for whatever reason, and that that must be hard. You have a support network, and you also have access to at any given time, like relative to the COVID or whatever, um, a, a platform that you could go to to get a great deal of adulation. Yes. Like siphoning it off if you needed it, which is not the reason to do it, but it's certainly a lovely bonus. And that's yeah. At any moment, you've built that up, so you can have it. You can uh, yeah, siphon off a little. Yeah. Uh, self. What's the, what's the word? Yeah, adulation. Self. Yeah, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, just a little bit of. It just boys you up a little bit, doesn't it? A little bit of. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's a very gender exclusive term. <laughs> I mean, B. No. <laughs> B O U Y E D. There was. Um, oh, was it about a specific person? A boy. Like a boy. Like um. Like a. Oh, you know, right. like a boy. Like a ship's boy. Like a out at sea. Oh. Like oh, I didn't float. even realise. Yeah. When so when you go, I feel buoyed by it. Yeah. That's it. I, I, I feel buoyed up. No, no, no. That I wasn't being. I wasn't, <laughs> I'm being, up. I wasn't being gender specific. I was talking about a boy. Yeah. B o b o u y. A boy. I had a mate once that um, I was sleeping on her couch and I'm really tall, so my feet was off the edge of the couch. And she says, oh, you look like a daddy long legs. And then she got all upset with <laughs> herself. And she was like, I'm sorry, I meant mummy long legs. I was like, that's not a thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even a thing. Just, just, just made up. To <laughs> <laughs> change science for me. Why is it a daddy long legs? I've never known. I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure I could Google it. I probably should. And uh, I can explain the second half, but yeah, the right thing. <laughs> you know, the long legs bit, yeah, fine. Um, that's, that's legit. That's self-evident. <laughs> Do you feel now you've now you've made the you've you've now you've made now you've, you've transitioned? Do you feel? Do you feel you're in the right place? I mean, do you know what? That's even that's bollocks because no one really feels like they're bollocks are a part really. of it. Yeah, bollocks are a part of it. You know what it is? That's an interesting question because uh, I presume I don't. I wouldn't presume to know it, that you're 
like the average listener, the listenership of your show. But I imagine there's a certain level of like elevated thinking for sure. Like yeah. I imagine that is a big a part of the appeal of your show. But there could be certain people listening thinking, well, she hasn't, has she? She hasn't transitioned if she's still got Willie. Because that's it's the physical mm. uh, like completionism yeah. um, of it. I, I don't subscribe to that personally, but then penis is not a massive part of my everyday life. Like I don't shake hands with it. Like If you did, if it was like you had men and women's hands, then you would have to because that's like you use them all the time and they're on the show and you interact with them. But yeah, yeah Willie's not a part of it. I've done all the important stuff. I don't know. I when you're in the media as well, though, you are this floating sort of aspect idea of a thing. You're like this embodiment of a political object and all sorts. I've always, I think of myself as a, as a genderless clown a lot of the mm. time, and that that makes me feel a lot better. Like gives me power. And then in social situations, um, yeah, I'm well content. Yeah. You know? Well, there is that need to. That's what humans do, don't we? We have to pigeonhole everybody. Yeah. You fit in that box. That's you. That's you. That's you. And that's how. That's how. You know. Like I say, when I was growing up, it's like that's a woman. That's a man. And then that was it. And then, and then there are other people in between. But and then someone like Eddie Izzard yeah. would say that there's a, a great thing with Eddie Izzard because you feel like he's and he he is he and he happily will say as he like will accept it because it's of a different time. Yeah. To people, but also a lot of people that would otherwise be maybe upset with my lifestyle lifestyle and um, would have a lot more respect for Eddie Izzard because it's just so open and has provided so much joy for people about it and it's so openly talked about stuff and it was such a gradual thing that Eddie Izzard's like a yeah let him get on with it you know just don't yeah. do it near me sort of thing yeah. and I like figures like that. I want to be one of them I, want, I really like broaching the subject and uh, bringing together maybe like the right and the left as it were I really like being in the middle there That's I'm quite happy to be on the f- battlefield like what's the word the front line yeah that's that's my place. I'm yeah. really not a very good activist. I, I'm not good in like echo chambers or whatever. No, I don't think it does you any good, <clears throat> does it? If you're just yeah. in amongst everyone that agrees with you, I think I want to be at the same place as you. I want to be doing. I love playing gigs that you do well at. You know, I don't like going to places where it is all everyone's already informed about every aspect of it because then there's nothing to broach. Yeah. You know, I like yeah, I like being on the same bill as you. Nah, we should kick yeah. more together. I think we, yeah, maybe we'll go on tour. Let's set, let's seal that now that? Yeah. online so that it is indisputable. Let's do it. I reckon <laughs> that, that we'd it. smash that. That'd be great. We would do so well. Yeah, we we right, love. Let's do it. All right, and yeah. after this, we'll arrange that. Um, yeah. Ding de- dong. Ding- <laughs> oh, you're already here. Okay. Um, yeah. I, yeah, and that. It, and so, are you? What? So, how do you identify? Are you a she or a they? No, I'm she. I'm You're just, she. Like, yeah, it's obviously a big movement. The non-binary people. Uh, yeah. I'm going to just say the most cliche thing, but I've got a lot of non-binary friends, right? <laughs> so, I'm, <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. But like, yeah, that that whole thing—the idea of gender being a spectrum—but all spectrums have a sort of a beginning and an end. Not beginning and end. A, a far left and a far right, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I'm at one of those ends. So it's like, it—they they are not mutually exclusive. It's not like non-binary people uh, diminish the identities of men and women by saying, well, we're somewhere in the middle and everybody is. So no, that's just them. We can still be just a lady or just a man. Yeah. Like, but yeah, maybe that, I think there's a lot of animosity comes out of people saying, well, like say if you've been a feminist your whole life and you were a massive part of the feminist movement, you know, that's your main career. She gets annoyed when people say, just put on a dress and become a woman. Mm. Um, and she's right in a way because she's pe- she thinks people are talking about sex. She thinks that like genetic sex yeah. is different from gender. So she's right. She's just 
she sounds like a dickhead when she says it. So like you can't put on a dress and be a just be a man, uh, be a woman. And those people who've made their whole life about being a woman, and then someone's come along and say, actually, there's no such thing. Like it's very easy, very fluid, and very simple. I imagine it is a bit of a thorn in their side, but it's not coming from that place. It's not an attempt to abolish it. It's mm. just acknowledging there's something in between. To, as a very, very long answer to your very simple question, that now I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I went off. No, no, no. This is this is what this is all about, and I say this all the time. The space is yours, and the reason I wanted to talk to you is because, and I, I said this to Danny as well. I'm not. You're not able to have these conversations anywhere else. You know, you have to come at it fully formed. You have to know exactly what you're talking about. There's no no room for error. And long form podcasting is going to save the world. I, I think so. I think yeah. this is it. This is exactly yeah. why we had these conversations. This is why I to because of when I first saw you, when I first met you, and I'm like, oh, hey, Jordan, you're trans, you're a trans woman, and then you you were on stage to make your penis, and then you and then I, and I stood there and I could feel my brain going, I I I don't know, I got questions because of all the old shit I've been that's been pumped into me. Yeah, you know, and 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 loads of other people will be in that position as well. I, this is all I new to us. Yeah, it wasn't the first time I met you, but this maybe the second time. It was late and live in Edinburgh, and it was my plan was that I was going to get nude um, right. for the first time ever on stage because I and I do it all the time now because I love how it, it the whole audience has to flip into I agree or I don't agree. Yeah. And so far it's a hundred percent I agree. This is fine. As I say, I wouldn't um, imagine many people disagree. Yeah, describe what's going on. Yeah, no, that's definitely a penis. Now, like, <laughs> it's but they all it it always goes well because it's a hive mentality. Of, well, I can't be the one person that stands up and says I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's always good. But my point is, you came out and did it before me. And I was like, oh, this is. I was so nervous, and then you did it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it as well. He's going to be really proud of me. <laughs> and then I couldn't find you at the end of the night. So I was just, yeah, I was sort of oh. wandering around the place trying to find you to be like, mate, did you see my knob? Oh, shit, <laughs> I've done loved, it as well. I would have yeah. loved to have seen your knob. I got blood. Yeah. I was hammered that night. <laughs> you were. It was great. You did a great job. Oh, mate, yeah. thank you. I was I so fucking pissed before I got there. <laughs> and it was, and I'm trying to do the bit. I've got this bit about what I look like naked. And the whole place went mental. And I'm like, I'm not getting naked now. I'm five minutes. It's in, yeah, and that's then, it. But then he couldn't get past it, which is why I ended up naked. <laughs> and then I think, I think part of me was just like, Get the fuck out, you fucking idiot. I, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen your penis. I learned a lot from you about that because I, I now I love the joke of I do it quite early on in a lot of sets. I'll do a song and then I get nude, maybe it's like a 20 or half an hour, and then standing there like, Oh, where'd you sort of go from here, really? And it no and, yeah. and saying that out loud, and it normalizes so fast. It becomes non-sexual within about ten seconds, and then it becomes so normal. Yeah. Um, and then you're just going into regular bits, and then you keep coming back, like to see a joke about my granddad or whatever. And I'd be like, it's weird that I'm standing here doing a joke about my granddad <laughs> with my novel. It's odd. I did it at um, Spank as well. Same that's, joke, that's same thing happened, and I yeah. had to get got all my stuff out. And then, yeah, and then I, I, I pulled my trousers back up, but I carried on doing the set with no top on. But then, like but, crusher. Yeah. but then you're like, well, I can't go anywhere after. The people, I could just see everyone's faces going, we've just seen his knob, and now he's talking about his kids. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's sweet that you did think to compartmentalise by putting your trousers up for that bit though that's nice that you yeah. separate those two things goes to show what kind of a person I am I pulled my trousers up before I started <laughs> talking about my kids knob out 
the opposite of that is very bad. Very People bad just indeed. Unpromptedly pull their trousers down and talk about their children. <laughs> it's not ideal. But it, but all of this, is, this is such new territory for for lots of people. Me, it's, I, 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 me as well. I'm, you know, and me though. It's well, yeah, of course. Yeah, and that's I, the odd thing. I, yeah, I'm now, you know, I, you're a, you're a beautiful woman. You're you're, very, you're say, very attractive. You. I'm now. I experience feelings, and and it's and and my brain is trying to work stuff out. You know what I mean? I enjoy your company, and you're a beautiful woman. And you have a penis, and it's and so you know I'm trying nice, to explain it. In a, nice yeah, and I, my brain, yeah, and my brain's going, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And I know that's, that a lot of a lot of people will be in that same position. That's a, it's nice to talk to you about it specifically when it's after having got to know you. Because mm. I had people in the past um, when I first transitioned, I, a mate of mine, it's it's really disappointing, but. It, yeah, it just happens, like the way people's brains think. He said to me in a post, after I'd spent ages getting ready or whatever, and he said to me in his post on Facebook, he's like, oh, um, if you get any more attractive, I'm going to start fancying you. Oh. I was like, what a thought, like, yeah. thought of a horrible thing to say. Do you think that stuff? Of course think it, and, and talk about it if, it, if if it's the platform, and intellectually speaking, but it's like, I've spent ages getting ready. What you've told me now is that I'm still don't, I'm still not up to your standards. Yeah. Like, because of very obvious aspects that are unchangeable as well, like what the, I don't know, the shape of my jaw or the fact that I've got a penis. I don't know, like yeah. things that are traditionally like traditionally. What a weird word for it. But yeah, just what a way. Well, of yeah, it's like what society that. society tells you. Yeah, if yeah. you if you got more attractive, I'd start fencing you. Imagine saying that to a cisgender woman or a woman born a woman still You'd a get woman. Get fucking woman, killed in a bar. Get, hello, love. If you, if you get any <laughs> you more get... attractive. <laughs> I'll start fancying well, you. Say, yeah, I, I might know. start fancying you. Imagine that. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> lucky you. That really hey, you play your cards right, babe. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know what. Like, and also, like, it, it not giving any advice. <laughs> no, no, uh, no specifics on how I would reach that point. Like, what would I need to do? All right, to yeah. Oh, well, really, I'll take a seat and fill me in. Tell me. Yeah. What would I? Exactly. What do I need to do to, to achieve your the dizzy heights of your affection? <laughs> I tie a little ribbon around my knob, just so it's a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit more affection, affectionate, feminine. A little bit. Make a knob feminine by putting a, putting a bow around it. That's a really interesting chat, though. I've got to be honest, like, and it's it's in a lot of people's minds. I know it sounds a bit uh, Star Trekky, but I've got a woman's penis. It's like it's so adorable and so sleek and and nice, right? And it's, <laughs> and it's different. And if you put it up against a man's penis, and indeed I have uh, sometimes, but if you do, but I mean intellectually, they're different. They're different things. Different species. Yeah, like, they're two different species of. And of oceanic slug. <laughs> I've never heard it called that before. I've got a very feminine penis. It really is. The, there's a difference. And it's just, it's to do with, um, like, what is it? Elastin, the, the hormone in the skin. Right. Well, that You know, that men and uh, women have in different amounts because of estrogen. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, you know, older men and older women are different. But then at a certain point, they start to do the same as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's funny, funny how that works. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's It's nice. And it's it's diminished in size by about thirty percent since you start taking estrogen. Really? Because because the way uh, hormones work, blood flow to the area, like basically it's like a lose use it or lose it situation. I think. 
um ah. which is nice because it was <laughs> this is gonna sound so stupid here we go but it was too big for four you I fuck it was, off <laughs> I know, right it sounds like i'm doing a bit i'm like i promise you it was oh it was, my knob was, was too big it was a cumbersome <laughs> thing i had to lug around with me it was it was <laughs> uh it was um yeah, inconvenience because of I can't believe we're talking about this, but we are now. Like, the, there's a point where there's a law of diminishing returns on like uh, penetrative sex, sex uh, yes, where it becomes uncomfortable yeah. for people. And that I was receiving that criticism quite frequently, and now yeah, not as much. Like, so that's what a nice yeah, there events, you, go. you know, what yeah. a, what a little bone. I tell bonus. you, I tell you what, I'm not. Well, you know what, we're talking about this now. Fuck it, right? Um, I was in I was in New Zealand and I was doing and I was, you I got, dirty bastard yeah conquers deep in New Zealand um, <laughs> um, we were we were oh we were doing a gig and we got reviewed and yeah. the opening the opening thing it's still up online you better find it it says Rich Wilson is packing in the jokes and the trouser department what a thing to say yeah that was the opening line of, that was the opening line of this review and I've <laughs> that's had it the a first couple, thing they said yeah. And I, because I had tight jeans on, and you could see it all. And then, and I've worn, I wore once. I wore white jeans on stage, and I had there were there were it was I had to in the end I had to put I had to put an apron on to cover (laughs) it up because everyone was just staring and talking about my dick. And it just... That's great. I kiss the cook apron. Of yeah, it was like that. Happy Willie. Kiss the cock. We've done it. Oh, we've we've been, reached the apex. This is, we're being proper lads now. We're talking about... We're being cock. pure, Isle. Yeah, we we're are. Being we're pure. being about talking about knobs. But yeah, I get it. I get it sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It. You, are, you are blessed in that department. I think that's a really nice word for people to use. I was just... I do some gigs. Um, look, I've never seen, like, Eyes Wide Shut, but it feels a bit like that. Like, I do some gigs where there's... It's like it's very. Have you heard of like Torture Garden and places like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did yeah. some gigs there where it's a private thing, a big dinner party, and I'm the I'm sort of wheeled out as the bearded woman. It's like she, oh, I'm nude and I played the piano, and it's a novelty for them because they're so fabulously wealthy, and it's like, what mm. could we possibly do? A white tiger descending from the ceiling, <laughs> and I'm that novelty that comes out, and I like it because it's all very, it's all, it's not that it's in good fun. It's that it's all very uh, out there in the open and obvious. Yeah. But I'll show up and I'll, I'll be nude and play the piano. And somebody said to me really sweetly once, she, was, she introduced me to one of the guests before I'd got nude and was like, uh, Jordan will be performing earlier. She's a, she's very blessed, if you know what I mean. And I was like, what a nice way of saying it. She just yeah. meant, I've got a willy. Like, that's, what a, that's quite That's a nice willy. Yeah, a, a nice one. And all, yeah, maybe that's what she meant. I just took it as like she was saying that as a euphemism for owning a, a member. Well, she might have been, yeah, because yeah, she was obviously pleased with it. If it was the other way around, she's going to fucking stay at this. Anyway. <laughs> it's good money and all that sort of thing. Well, we, I nearly went. <laughs> I nearly Did went you to, to Touch Garden? Nearly went to Touch Garden. Um, it's with, great. Uh, I won't say who. She, if she's, I don't know if she listens to this, but um, yeah, we talked about going and, uh, and then we looked into it. And you can't just rock up. No, that's the best thing. You have to really put an effort into what you're going to wear. And you don't have to walk around like a gimp. You can wear... No. As long as it's spectacular and it's you know you've made an effort and they, and you and you have to go there and get changed, don't you? Before you go, before they allow you in, that's yeah, right. They so, have yeah, to you, see what you're wearing. It, sometimes I ask it to see your bag just for normal security reasons, but that can double up as yes, I brought a costume. Yeah, because you can have anyone walking in off the street. Um, but also, it's like discouraged uh, um, stag do slash hen yeah. party wear is not. That's no, not good enough. No, no, no. And I quite like that because that could be that yeah. could ruin it. Because some of it, it said you can wear like the lads. If you're not sure, you can wear. Top hat and tails. 
Yeah, you, know, yeah, you can wear that sort of thing. I had um, I bought a, a brown leather kilt. Oh, nice. Uh, I was going to yeah. wear that. I had this brown leather kilt and big socks and boots and that, and then a, and a top. And I was yeah, going to so wear that, but then we didn't so, go. We didn't go. Well, let's sort it out. Let's it's, sort it's, it out. Let's go. No, but that's another thing, is, is that the social aspect of it is a huge part of it. You can spend all night boogie and your little leather kilt off, and, and you don't have to partake in any activity, because it's not like no. it's out there. There's different areas. There's one room in one of them, I can't, Electro Works, I think, where there's like a 50s... Uh, vibe room no like blitz era room yeah so everyone's in like latex but of the wartime era and gas masks and you're just listening to like this 50s trip hop music and it's like another world and there's the the sexual aspect disappears yeah you're just like we're just living in this strange fairy tale it's it's really fun that's what i love about that they that the word community comes up all the time yeah and people that you know the people that are into all sorts it's nice to find your it's nice to find your tribe. It's like going back to what you said about that, about the thing that I put up about saying about the, the comedy community. Yeah. It's the same thing. We found our tribe. Someone else said that. Susan Murray said that. He said, we found our tribe where we felt, yeah. we yeah. felt we fitted in. And that's why places like Torture Garden and things like that, you know, these, because you feel like, because you feel like an outcast <clears throat> the rest of the time. The, um, the torture garden so it's stuff that's unspoken because the, the implicit becomes explicit and we never get to share that usually so then you're there with a load of people that are oh, that's wonderful and i think there's a corollary with comedy because there's a lot of mental health crossover yeah. in comedy community and it's stuff that you are you, is usually implicit and unspoken about and suddenly you walk into a place and we're all just these wonderful little broken toys and it's like oh yeah. right yeah and it's but it's explicit it's been literally joked about on stage so yeah that I think, and also, I reckon there's quite a lot of corollary, uh, crossover with the comedy and kink communities. I yeah. reckon there is, because we're broad-minded people, aren't we? Yes. And yeah. I know a few people, myself included. We've all got a thing. Everyone's got a thing. And, uh, got, yeah. and, and I think, yeah. yeah, I think we are more, we, because we're more open-minded, I guess. I'm not, no disrespect to people that aren't in these industries. We're not saying we're, we're better than everybody just because we do this thing. Think, just that's not the thoughts of the of the show. That's just rich that's saying that. Just, I, I do think I'm <laughs> head and tails above the rest. Well, that's why <laughs> that's why you're going to be famous, mate. Maybe, yeah. When when those and I, I just uh, like to point out, I call everybody mate. If anyone messages me, you go, oh, you were calling Jordan mate, and she said, and I call everybody mate. And my my me calling me saying mate is genderless. It's a term of endearment that yeah. I can, I've never understood why that had a gender to it anyway. And when people say dude uh, and bro and stuff like that, it's you, there are two schools of thought. I fall on the one of it. There are terms of endearment that have fallen into like average use. Yeah, like lads, uh, lads as well. There's a sh- there's a comedy night, amazing comedy burlesque night called Lads, and it's women run and mostly female performers, because it's a tribal thing. It's like yeah, mm. lads, 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 but it's been reappropriated, which I love. I never get offended if people say mate, dude. My brother literally calls me bro, but he fully acknowledges and uses all my pronouns and stuff. But he's yeah. like, yeah, hey, bro. And it's like, yeah, just, and he's my brother, so he's earned it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like, I, I don't know. I say man. I go, oh, man, quite hey, a man. lot. Yeah, and exactly. He, and I was aware of that talking to Danny. I'd said mm. it, I'd, I remember saying it, and I'm like, in my head, I went, oh, shit. Because I don't mean it. I'm not, again, me saying man isn't, it's more an, ex- an ex- exclamation. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, it, there's no gender, even though I've said the word man. If you, um, if you've spent the time deconstructing it and you've still come to that same conclusion, then I feel like you've earned it as well. If you, if you're like, actually, what do I mean by that? No, it's, 
it's an exclamation yeah. that's fine it's different if you were to like be like throwing out the word geezer or something that's like really obvious or like uh what's what do you pe- like chief things that used to be just <laughs> male terms all yeah. right admiral now you can be a lady admiral can't you i don't know if it, if it was like yeah it's all yeah yeah if something that's like male specific specific yeah yeah Oh um, god! But so, that's, I was aware. <laughs> I don't. Well, don't yeah. I always get. I always because I. I because with these conversations, I just flow and go off. I love it. But I think that, and I always worry. I'm like, oh, have I said something? Oh, have I said something? But then, I I know I haven't because I'm not that. I'm not that person. I'm not I, out yeah. to offend. So, I think I I I've learned over time. I like to check in emotionally during long chats for that reason because I worry people are thinking something. Um, I had a lovely little chat with Stu Goldsmith recently. Oh, yeah. I felt like it was a, I was aware in advance of the, him not trying to mention any pronouns and things. Yeah. Which is nice. Like different different ways of doing it because it's you know different uh, d- different conversations about different things. But yeah, I just wanted to check in and I I'll bring it up. Yeah. To like level the playing field, just so it's just so it's out there. Um, yeah, but it's different when you we're mates and this is a f- platform. You've got there's nothing here now that you're you're so in safe hands now because mm. it's happening in real time, which means people can hear the sincerity in your voice. They know there's nothing untoward, and I know that we're mates. Yeah, we're, this is the safest you could be. Oddly, even though we're not looking at each other's faces, I'm looking at a picture of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I cut the little eye holes out, <laughs> like Jeepers yeah. Creepers. <laughs> yeah, I like to look through it and pretend I'm you. <laughs> Oh, why do I look like me? You're a very, very beautiful woman. Fuck that. You look like, like this fucking we spud. <laughs> it's like what we were saying, though. Like, we're all different people, but, like, mm. bros, bros get to be, you know, the same two people being the same person. I think yeah. me, and you, me and you going out, but just both as you, would be quite a novel, <laughs> quite a novel tour. We couldn't go out as you. You're taller than me. That's true, and I've, I've got quite a balmy bar in it as well. Can I go? Yes, yeah, huge, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Russell Brand Beehive. <laughs> But you are, but you are, you're, you've, like I was saying before, you've got to a point where you're more the person that you felt you you were. I've got, I'm not, I can't lie and say it was like a perfect trajectory. Yeah, I've, no. I've got lost along the way, but I'm definitely, um, you know, I'm the most pragmatic, but pragmatism is like at the core of my being. And yeah. I've just, I, uh, I serve myself and my community better as a woman. So I'm able to, my output from this mechanism that I am yeah. is able to operate better if the input into it is, hello, missus. Like, yeah, I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been filed in the right thing. I was sent to the wrong uh, wrong department and I've just been reassigned so yeah. I can do my job better. And my job is to keep people together, you know, to you know be, be the best me that I can be. And I can do that That's with a, really a lovely nice way, pair yeah. of silicone titties. That's a really nice way of putting it. And, what, and like you said before about... Or what, like we talked about, is that you're, you know, there's people, there are like women, cisgender women that are up in arms going, no, that's not a woman, that's not a woman. You're like, yeah, but you're the version of a woman you want to be. So why can't why can't that be the same for everybody else? Yeah, you know? earn it as well. Earn being a woman. Earn being a man. Like you never had to. Like you, you you're a nice person. So I, you've earned it. It's fine. You've done. <laughs> but but in your life, can you say a point where you're like? Oh, I've earned the title of being a man. I've done a man thing. Not a masculine thing, a man thing. Yeah. It's like, what do you even think of that as? Like, yeah, what even is that? If you went out and hunted a deer and brought it home and fed a village, it's, I mean, a woman could do that. 
but it's a very prehistoric man man thing. Th- man thing. I don't know. Like I, I, this is me in real time trying to think of an example. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Difficult, of course. I get it. It's like yeah, it's not the same as me coming back from co-op. <laughs> I've, I've I've provided for the family. Um, I'm now a man. Yeah, well, no, this is all stuff one. This is all stuff from the reduced aisle. You tight prick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't run around in the fields for days on end, hunting think, your prey. Maybe fighting a rival tribes, like you know, like in uh, Spartacus or not Spartacus. What's the one with Brad Pitt where he plays Oth- Apollo? Apollo. Uh, what's that one called? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like gladiator. Like if you were yeah, yeah, yeah. thrust out, if you were volunteered for your town to fight somebody from Basildon, and there was like the one Basildon man, and you'd done it for the honour of your town, that's about as mad as I can think. That would be yeah, the classic example of what yeah. a man is. Yeah, and we're not endorsing or saying that that's what a man should no. be, but that is that is the distilled version of what the media. This is just us. This is just us trying to work it out in, like you yeah. say, in real time. <laughs> mythology. I'm going back to old mythology for this. I'm digging right into the old stuff, <laughs> and that's what they thought a man was. I tell you, it's interesting as well, like what you say about about the way you dress, because it's like we, Jade and I. There was someone was saying, "Oh, I'm I'm a trans man. I'm a trans man," and they were just wearing jeans and a and a top. Yeah. And then I looked at Jade. Jade was like, "Well, that's what I wear." Yeah, that's so what, that jeans means, are the game changer. And you go, what does that mean? I'm a trans man now. You know, like that clothes no. <laughs> clothes don't make you don't make you the thing, do they? I mean, yeah, yeah, there are societal signs, you know, things that go right. That's what a woman would wear. But I've said this before: if you got a pair, if you got a, a bit of material, and you made a blouse and a shirt from it, that's the same thing. Yeah, it's still the and same. And for clothing. a very long time, it was literally men and women wearing the same outfits weren't they in the 80s was very a very blousey time very blousey without repercussion time. but if you were a baker you could go to work in a pair of jeans and a top and still bake bread i'm not a baker but i can stick on one of those funny little hats like little pillsbury <laughs> doughboy hats that don't make me a baker it's it's yeah. coming from the inside out and we're all looking at the outside in and why wouldn't we because light travels faster than like it's like we see before anything else so of course we our first impression of someone is literally the outer layer. There is no other mm. way of doing that. Um, even us talking now, the first things, if this was the first time we met, the first thing that comes out of my mouth isn't going to sum up who I am as a person. It's just, yeah, the fir- our first impression of somebody is, is their outfit. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah. That's true. And do you, so are you, this is the other thing as well. So a lot of people, they just assume that all trans people are gay or and what, are you gay or are you is it more fluid than that or are you bisexual it's, it's really interesting because the term changes like i've i've uh i've fancied women my whole life mm. and i'm now indeed married to one yeah but like the i didn't change in the slightest i've literally never had to question my sexuality but the foot but the, the box you tick on like the gum clinic form changes because now it's oh I'm in a lesbian relationship because a woman with yeah. so yeah but nothing else changed but then I realised in time that once you open your mind a bit to the idea that you might be a woman everything else is inconsequential so I'm definitely like a bisexual person now yeah but it but it wasn't for like a really difficult transitional having to figure it out I was like oh no everyone's everyone's a bit tasty <laughs> I quite like it but I like you know what I do like. Uh, and this is a taste thing is I like feminine women and masculine men. Hmm. Um, and I'm, I tend to be friends more with masculine women and feminine men. And most, a lot of my 
lot of my friendship group, maybe it's because of my job as well in the LGBT community, those people I don't have a sexual attraction to as much, like sort of more feminine guys and butcher women. Is yeah. butcher an old, old-fashioned word? I don't want to use the wrong word, but more masculine women. I just treat them as more that they're, they're um, more more of a colleague relationship. Right. Yeah. And you don't you don't jump your colleagues, do you? <laughs> no. Well, you're not supposed to. But some people fucking do. Yeah. Animals. Um. Your. Um, I, this is the thing people are, I, I've said this before as an example when I was growing up went to see Take That um, I show everybody that uh, yeah that's it and that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say back. just uh, yeah. I went to see Take That uh, anyway yeah. moving on um, no <laughs> 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 just gonna get it off my chest um, and yeah. it was when Robbie was in them as well this I'm was, glad you told me just, yeah, yeah I feel better now now I've yeah, told yeah. you that's what you were worried about at the beginning of this <laughs> chat you thought you were gonna put your never mind in. anything else never mind anything else I'm like I've really got to tell Jordan I've been to see Take That <laughs> when Robbie was with him as well and that's it when it was proper Take That it was, yeah. and when Howard and Jason came out halfway through and they were dressed in like devil's outfits and they were dancing around with no shirts on. I had a weird feeling. Mm. Well, not weird. Do you know what? No, weird is the wrong word. I had a weird feeling for me. It's an atypical feeling for your. It's an atypical. Usual it's a, well, set. people. You know, obviously, people find Howard and Jason very attractive. And I was. I brought. I was like, oh, I'm a. I'm a straight man. I find women attractive. And then I saw those two running out. And I'm like, oh my god, I feel. I feel different. And then I, I and then yeah. I had to sort of I felt like I was fighting. I'm like, oh my god! But then like, as I got older, I'm like, well, yeah, you can still find men attractive. The the thing is, when it's a physiological reaction, then there's something else in there because you're like, I didn't give I didn't like give orders for this to happen. Yeah, like, you know, when it's a, a funny feeling in your tummy or an influx of fluids to the various <laughs> areas, but then that. It's like laughter. It's not policeable. So you have to listen to it. Yeah. It's like laughter. If you intellectually disagree with something, but it makes you laugh, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that. You did, though, didn't you? So that's... Exactly, yeah. Think about it. And if you feel attracted, that's that's nice. Us suppressing that is going to destroy the universe if we yeah. just keep suppressing actual feelings. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it was only... But at the time, because I was only early 20s, I'd never really explored my sexuality up until that point. I just thought... Yeah, because why would you? No, it didn't, it didn't yeah. cross my mind. Because at that point, I'm like, and then I'm like, oh shit, am I? Oh, what's going were on? You, were you brought up with any religious affiliation? No, none at all. None no, at all. They weren't the devil thing that sort of triggered them. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not <laughs> supposed to. Like, really, like, yeah, that imagery can be very traumatic for some people or can, like, it can like, be very. Repress guilt or whatever. Like. Yeah, that's true. But there was none yeah. of that. No, I think yeah. I quite. I like. I thought. I think I quite like what would be seen as wrong and dirty like the devil's always dirty isn't he he is and i think that i've always been attracted to that we're just like you know that's why you want to go to places like torture garden it's a bit more it's erotic and i'll tell you what it is evocative. it is it's what every 80s movie thought the future was going to look like. <laughs> it literally looks like that. It is yeah. running man. It is everything. <laughs> that is that's what it looks like. Yeah, you're right. It is that, and it was all that was always seen as yeah. That was what was portrayed when they were portraying something that was a little bit sleazy, gritty, gritty. Yeah. It was always yeah. It was always people in really shitty leather gear. Little yeah. flick knife, always yeah. with a little flick knife. Yeah. Well, look at that. Uh, I mean, look at the in the in the police academy movies when they yeah. like, end up in the blue orchid and it was like really yeah, yeah stereo it was like the stereotypes were ramped up 
Like, you know, that, yeah, yeah the, the electro music is always playing. Like, yeah, and they're all they're all um, yeah dressed in like the they're like the the biker guy from um, Village People. Yeah, it BDSM gear and, yeah. and Mad Max and all that all got that. It's such a it's such a trope now in comedy. There's an episode of Rick and Morty where they all go to the future and they're just wearing explicitly just like bondage gear because that's what was available when they were making these films. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just the idea that we would become so desensitised that that would be normal clothing for everyone is quite a funny trope, isn't it? That they didn't see that. In the 80s, they thought they were being really, <laughs> really out there. Really, really out there, yeah. Now it seems a bit silly. <laughs> but these are the conversations we should be having. Like this. Like this. And, and, and the fact that it, on both sides, I should be able to say to you, look, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what to say or do. Well, you know. I mean, yeah, like we said before, yeah. We, you know, these conversations really, we shouldn't even need to be having them, but we do. People not being, not feeling comfortable saying "I don't know" is a, is something that needs to change. It's a superpower to be able to say. It infuriates people when there's a political argument or something going on. You're like, "What do you think about him?" You're like, "I don't know him. I, d- I don't know what happened." And they're like, "What? What, what do you mean? I don't know yet." Yeah, I need, I, don't to, know. I need to learn. I don't know. And they're like, well, you, how am I supposed to file you in my brain then on what side? <laughs> I, I don't know. And the, it's like, uh, you know, someone asks you what you feel like. Oh, what do you think of Stuart Lee? I don't know him. Yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know if I, I know. If I, if I, if I know. Yeah. yeah. If I know, I'll let you know. But until well, then, I don't know. I just want to clarify that sounded like something's going on with Stuart Lee. He hadn't done nothing. It's just popped into my brain. <laughs> you might think that's, that's not like a current news story. It's just, just a person. Just to say, yeah, Stuart Lee, nothing, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing. to report. Unless he has. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll go. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Jordan, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. You're such a sweetheart. And Thank so you are you. Me. And I mean it. Let's go and do some gigs together. Let's do that and let's go to Torch Garden. Also, I didn't yeah. even ask. Are we on? Are we on membrane or fembrane right now? Well, I was going to say to you, like, what, what? what this is the, yeah, this sounds shit. Because we, we talked <laughs> about this the other day before. Yeah, anyone, yeah. We've already talked about this before anyone fucking messages me. What? What should we put out on? What do we? Fembrane. Be fembrane. It's, yeah, well, that's very sweet that you would go to that instinctively, and yeah, that makes sense. But it's the I'm leaving the option open because I did have. A man brain for a long time and now i flood it with estrogen it operates as a female brain so um it's a it depends on how you feel the chat went really if you well felt like there's it, a lot of talk talk about penises halfway through there is isn't there which might be a nice little novelty in the fem brain section <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that you, you're cool thank you jordan this has been fantastic uh where can we find you i'm here <laughs> Uh, fucking can... knew it see that's the man that's the membrane stick I would have gotten away with it too with all of you meddling <laughs> podcasters um, I uh, I can be found across social media at tall dark friend uh, I know it sounds incredibly pretentious but I was young when I thought of that no, I love so, it so tall dark friend and of course you can always check out my new show Transaction across Comedy Central UK's uh, oh, yeah. social media it's alright I'm in it and I've got to play myself with a different name <laughs> you're that I, that's brilliant and that's that's fucking great that that's got picked up very very chuffed to see see yeah. what the future holds but yeah it's gonna be brilliant lady. it's gonna be brilliant <laughs> you're amazing jordan thank you so much i feel reciprocate reciprocally about you Lovely. In the same way and Lovely. i'll speak to you very soon yes. let's talk and let's torture garden and let's have a good time 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 